Consider the following, and some of the results you will hardly believe. What's up, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Living Full Kombucha Podcast. My name is Lydia. If this is your first time, welcome. If this is your 10th time back, what's up? Welcome back. I love you, too. Uh, This podcast is essentially what I deem my verbal journal. I used to be a public school teacher and I made a big transition to now being a commercial kombucha brewer and I own a small kombucha business called Living Full Kombucha based in the Midwest. And my eventual goal is to open what I call an inclusive tap room where we will provide training and job opportunities to adults with disabilities as well as bring fermented beverages to everyone that we know. If you'd like to connect with us, right now it's just me. I say us a lot, but I'm thinking in the future tense. And so if you'd like to reach out to me, my email is livingfullkombucha at gmail.com or you could see us online at livingfullkombucha. All right, so I am trying a little mini-sode today. I have been practicing being more consistent on this platform and I've already been so encouraged by several of you who have reached out within the last week or so and I wanted to give you a shout out because I so appreciate you taking the time to reach out and say hello. So I first want to give a shout out to Marianne with Solstice Kombucha based out of Connecticut. You are going commercial and I am so excited for you and I can't wait to see what the future holds for you. So congratulations on going commercial. I also wanted to give another shout out to Sophie and Summer with Living Swell Kombucha. That's so fun to say because I'm living full, living swell. Like, so cool. I love it. But we had a wonderful conversation about scaling and we used similar equipment. And so that was just really cool to be able to connect and actually talk with you over the phone. So great to meet all of you. Definitely go and follow them. You haven't heard me by now on the podcast say that I am super excited to meet all of you. Please reach out and share. I don't care if you're a home brewer. If you don't even brew kombucha, you're just here. You're like, what is this? What am I listening to? But you want to say hi? please do, livingfullkombucha at gmail.com. Anyway, um, I'm going to jump into what I am sipping on today because it leads right into what today's topic is about. You all know that on this podcast, I usually give you the first glimpse into what is to come even before it hits like social media and definitely the consumer. But if you are listening in real time to this, it is the end of April and I am based out of the Midwest. And so all of us almost hibernating kombucha brewers who have been indoors all winter long are ready to bust out into outdoor market season. I cannot wait to get going in the outdoor season, you guys. I've already talked about this in a previous episode. Winter is tough and convincing people who have never tried kombucha and to especially grab a cold drink when it is cold outside is extremely challenging. And so the summer is like game on, let's go. And it just brings up more organic conversation. And so I'm ready to go. But that's all to say that in a couple weeks, we will be outside for our first outdoor event. And I would like to bring a couple of new and exciting things that our consumers haven't seen before. And if you've been following me on social media, I've already hinted at this a little bit and I do have an email club if you're interested, let me know. But we are bringing a tap system this year. In the past, I brought a corny keg and a little dispenser. I like am holding up my thumb, like you can see it at all, no. But this year, my husband is a fantastic, talented woodshop teacher and he is building us a five 
tap system that we would have the ability to bring five kegs if we wanted to. So I'm super excited about that. But in addition to the tap system, I would like to bring a new flavor of both kombucha and shrubs. If this is your first time listening in, you're like, what? You make other things? Check out my social media page and kind of see what a shrub is, but I make both kombucha tea and shrub drinking vinegars. But I'm planning on bringing out a new flavor of each kombucha and shrub. And right now I'm sipping on the demo, almost ready, new kombucha flavor. And that is... Sorry, I hope that's not super loud in your ears. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing right now. Hopefully that didn't scare you. I am trying out a blueberry lemongrass and a smidge of ginger with a green tea base. I was thinking about springtime and blueberries somehow came into my mind. Lemongrass seemed really fresh and just mixing that with a little bit of ginger I thought would bring some cohesiveness to the drink. I chose green tea only as a base because I feel like green tea is just really smooth, super mellow. It's not as bold and I really wanted that delicate lemongrass to come across in the brew. And this, like I said, this is a demo batch, but I feel like this is really good. I'm enjoying it. I'm not super loving it quite yet. I'm pretty hard on myself. And so I think I'm going to tweak it a little bit more, but I don't have much time to tweak it. Not that I'm going to bring anything that I don't like to the market, but I definitely feel like I want to tweak some of these ratios a little bit so that I can dial up some of these flavors. But overall, I do really enjoy this flavor. And you know, selfishly, I do choose flavors that I myself like first, but at the same time, hey, so far so good. People are enjoying it and I go with what the consumer wants. So if they don't like something, I pivot way, way back. I remember doing this with Witty, my grapefruit rosemary. People weren't buying it at first and I was so confused. And so I asked for feedback and they were saying it was just too bold. So I switched the tea base entirely and now it's performing at the same rate as the other. So it's a learning process and I got to be willing to pivot. But today, I really wanted to focus on something that has just been, well, constant as of late. And as a fellow kombucha brewer yourself, you might resonate with this, but I say this every single episode, we are all so unique and different in our brewing practices. And you might come at this in a very different angle than myself, but this is a verbal journal and I'm just sharing what's working, what doesn't work, and just some of the trials that I go through and I work through it here on the podcast. So welcome. (laughs) But I am talking about production. And as you saw in the title, I put produce, 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 because right now, my goodness, I am in a season of production. And what I mean by this is in this particular time in my commercial brewing journey, I am producing probably 99.9999% of the time. (laughs) And I say that a little humorously, but I want to break that down a little bit. And I just want to be real with you about what's really happening as I continue with this journey. As I have previously shared, I have an ultimate goal of opening a kombucha taproom that celebrates inclusivity in the workplace. And I've already gone through a lot of hoops and all the metaphors you can possibly think of, and I'm very pleased with where I'm at in my journey. I'm definitely not complaining whatsoever. But I feel like in a majority, and I say majority because I know there's some people that have extenuating circumstances, again, my verbal journal, but there's a time I feel like in most brewers, commercial brewers journeys where they are the only one in their business. And this can easily apply to anyone outside of the brewing world with anyone who has their own business and has that entrepreneurial spirit. There is a time where really it is just you in that business. And so when it comes time to performing all of the different tasks within the business, it falls on you. 
As I often talk with fellow brewers who have now, they were once home brewers and they have transitioned to commercial brewing, they came from something, and I'm speaking for myself as well, came from not a lot, you know, as a home brewer. What's up, home brewers? I love you. You guys are awesome. And I'm definitely not separate from you in any way. We're making the same awesome drink, right? But started off with one gallon glass jars, and we like to go commercial with those one gallon glass jars and a lot of love. That's where a lot of us start off with, and there's nothing wrong with that and that's exactly where I started and I'm really proud of where I started nothing to be ashamed of right however as I continued to scale so now going back to my experiences I took those one gallon glass jars and I found myself a commercial kitchen and I started to network and I started to get plugged into markets and then I started to get labels and all these things and it just spiraled from there, right? But each step of the way takes action and each action that I have built up to that time usually is reoccurring and it has to reoccur pretty frequently. And at this point, you are the only one in control of those actions. And a lot of that revolves around production. And I wanted to break that down a little bit. So as mentioned, if like me transitioning from one gallon glass jars, I scaled to seven gallon symbiosis fermenters. Now, there are several brewers out there that are rocking those one gallon glass jars in their commercial brewing space. What's up? That's awesome. Or five gallon carboys. That is so cool. Everyone has their own unique way to brew. However, when you are brewing at a smaller scale compared to if we're looking at a kombucha brewery or really any type of brewery that's brewing a mass produced product, and we need to bring X amount to our consumers and there is a demand, the frequency at which you need to produce the kombucha goes up. And that's a sign of great success. Congratulations, if you had to produce more kombucha because you're selling out, that means people like your product. I'm so excited for you and that's where I'm finding myself right now. And so because we are brewing at a smaller volume, the amount of steps it takes to get done with a brewing cycle the time goes up and assuming that you started where I did, you might not have the money to pay for someone to help with some of those steps. And so you are responsible for each of those action steps that needs to happen throughout the brewing cycle. So for me personally, it goes something like this. When I brew, I have to make sure that I have all the materials that I have ordered and that it's there on time. There's definitely been times where I didn't order sugar in the amount of time that I needed. And so my brewing was completely off. <laughs> um, I need to actually brew and monitor those brews. And then I want to make sure that I can flavor and keg and carbonate. And then I'm going to label and bottle and then clean and sanitize and rinse, lather, repeat. Rinse, wrap. What does it say on the shampoo bottle? <laughs> Basically, repeat that whole cycle over and over again, and you want to make sure to do it consistently and at your best. And at this point in the business, being one person, that can be extremely taxing on your body and your business. And it is extremely hard to not get caught up in the day-to-day -day production and lose sight of what you're really striving for. And again, you know, guys, I'm speaking from my own experience. But I have several mentors in my life that are helping me in unique ways in the business towards building it to be the best that it can and really strive for that ultimate goal. And one day I was sitting down with one of my mentors and he gave me a really unique lens to look through. He said, right now, you are the only person. I get it. I was you at one point. You are in hustle, production, production, production mode. However, you have to do some of that minimum wage work right now while simultaneously being at that 1,000 foot view 
all the time. And I'm like, how do you do that? Like right now, sitting with you at lunch is even hard for me to concentrate on what you're trying to tell me because I need to be bottling for an event tomorrow. And he said that right now you are putting in production, but you also are building consistency. And with consistency comes efficiency. And with efficiency comes more time. And with that time comes that 1,000 foot view. And you are the one responsible for creating that time. It takes time to become a master of any craft, especially kombucha brewing. (laughs) And there's a lot that I still have to learn. But his words taught me to look at my production through a different lens. Honestly, I'm not going to escape this production hustle mode for a while. I don't have the capital at this point to bring someone on and employ them. I'm using my husband for free. I appreciate you. But right now, I'm still going to be producing basically every single day (laughs) and brewing most days of the week because that's just the reality of where I'm at. However... Every day I go in and I'm producing and I'm cleaning and I'm spending hours and hours and hours making sure that my product is at its best, I am building that consistency. I am building efficiency. And just as importantly as production is at the forefront of my mind, so does that 1,000 foot kombucha taproom view have to be. I have to make time right now for my business plan to research grants and get better at understanding the research behind kombucha and hold a creative space for me to be able to even think about creating a new kombucha. Just going back to me even thinking about this new blueberry lemongrass. I've been rushed through it because I've been so production focused that I haven't created basically creative space in my day so that I can think of new flavors. I had realized quite recently, quite recently, honestly, just keeping it real, that I had been in a downward spiral of just hyper-focusing on, I got to produce, I got to do it all, I got to do this. All these minute tasks that were really robbing me of essential, essential parts of myself, my physical health, my mental health. And I had completely lost that 1,000-foot view of a kombucha taproom in the future and who I want to help. And I was just thinking about, oh, I need to have this amount, I need to do this, I need to roll this keg, blah, 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 blah. No, that is not the goal. Although I am indeed in a season of production and will stay here for quite some time, it is imperative to not only the health of my business, but to myself that I maintain this 1000 foot view and go towards my goals. And I wanted to finish off with just a few things that I have been putting into practice recently that I feel like have been really helping me towards getting out of that hustle production mode, even though I am still putting in very long hours because that is what the season needs for me right now. But it's a mindset shift. So one of the ways in which I do this is I do one day a week where I do not go into the brewery at all and I don't produce towards any physical product of the kombucha itself but what I am doing is making time for me to research to talk to people meet with mentors and looking at kind of that that bigger view that then allows me to when I go in to produce puts on a different lens that I'm not just producing to produce (laughs) I am producing for you my consumer my friend myself this is why I really started this business in the first place it's that why right and with that one day away from the brewery it really does help me reframe my view Another way in which I help myself is planning breaks while I am producing. I am my own worst critic and knowing that it is just me, if I'm not doing it, I know that I can't get a specific yield. However, I'm not a robot (laughs) and I am really trying to tell myself to slow down and enjoy the process while I'm producing. Even if it is going to add an extra hour to my day, at least I am planning some extra breaks for me so I can actually enjoy while I'm there. I should not go into the brewery, and this has happened, 
several times because I did not have the right lens and I didn't give myself any breaks that I didn't want to go into brew at all. That's pathetic. (laughs) Like that is awful. And so for me, I plan 15 minute breaks. I try to go outside of the brewery because I brew in a downstairs area where there's no windows. So I try to go outside, even if it is for five, 10, 15 minutes. And one thing that I was really, really terrible and I'm still learning you all, taking a lunch. I didn't take a lunch. I just thought if I could just power through this, I can get done earlier and go home. But then what that left me was feeling extremely depleted, hangry, really tired, and not wanting to go back the next day to do it again. When I can take a break for myself and eat some lunch, maybe call someone that I really love, and then get back to it, I just feel a whole new wave of energy and I can do a lot more efficient work. And really that's the end goal is that I'm working more efficiently so that I can create more time for myself later. And really, if we're looking at that foundation again, if I'm treating myself like this, how am I ever going to be an employer to someone else one day? I'm trying to create those boundaries for myself for production so that when I do get to a point where I am able to hire people onto my team, I can have those healthy boundaries set in place that I can help them maintain that as well. And we're going to have a healthier culture. (laughs) Do you get it? Healthier culture of employees and a workplace. And that's something that I am excited about and I need to keep practicing for the sake of my future team. And I know you guys, I listen to a lot of podcasts and motivational speakers that are like, if you can get your right mindset in the game, you can do it, blah, 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 all this stuff. However, I I do think they're spitting out some truth because there is a muscle that I myself personally, I'm right there with you, I need to exercise in order for me to grow. And I need to continue surrounding myself with these thoughts and with my why and with these mentors and with people that are at that same frequency so that I can reach those goals that I have set out for myself and that I I do care about so deeply. But that's all to say that I totally understand you when there are just days where you want to throw in the towel because there are days where you are the only one that has to hand roll a keg because you don't have a bright tank and you have to hand fill bottles because you don't have an automatic bottler. (laughs) You have to put on the caps. I have a whole nother muscle that I've developed just by hand capping everything. It is a lot right now, especially at the beginning of this commercial brewing journey. And I am not here to discredit those feelings because I sometimes let myself sit in that and I pity myself. Let that pity sit for a second and then excuse it. And look at that 1000 foot view as we continue towards our whys. And I can't wait to hear about what your why is. I want to hear about your 1,000 foot view. I want to hear about what your production looks like and and what you're learning during this season. We got to give ourselves some credit. We are learning so many new things, but at the same time, we got to keep taking care of ourselves, especially as kombucha brewers. Like I feel like sometimes such a hypocrite when I'm going totally burnt out to a farmer's market, which by the way, I'm a total extrovert. I love being able to talk to people at a farmer's market. It brings me joy, but I always feel like a hypocrite when I was like staying up really late the night before, produce, 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 and I have a really negative mindset. And I'm like, yeah, here, here's a kombucha when literally I haven't taken care of myself or my body in any way. Like I have to create that foundation for myself that whenever I do have a super hard production day that I have those tools I can use that help me move the needle on my goal and I can look that person in the eye at the market proud of what I'm handing them because it was a healthy me that did it and give them a reason to want to come back and support our mission 
Phew, I am feeling those feels. Woo, you guys. Thank you for listening in today. I'd love to know if this resonated with you. Keeping up with production, especially at an earlier stage in the game, is really hard, but it's super rewarding work because we're bringing this living tea to the world. I'd love if you send me a message, DM me, and if you could leave a review so we could connect with other amazing people out there, that would be awesome. I feel like the kombucha brewing world just doesn't get represented enough on this platform. But thank you so, so much again for tuning in. And until next time, be well and cheers.